Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Take Me There. A podcast about travel. I'm Andrew Ford. And I'm Alexandra Ford. And we are a married couple who are just about to lose it. We're going crazy. Uh, Yeah, we're not having uh, a great time. I mean, we're fine. We're fine. Anyway, we don't want to talk about quarantine. Neither do you. Neither do you. You don't want to hear about it. Um, So we're just going to um, forego a lot of our normal bullshit. And just get right into talking about what our episode is today. Which is, we're going to Paris and Amsterdam. And maybe you're like, wait, didn't you already have episodes about Paris and Amsterdam? And you're right. But those places are complex. They're layered. They're beautiful onions. So we're getting a fresh perspective on those places from our dear friend, Avery Munson. Yes. And Avery, um, if you don't know him, he is uh, the creator of a children's show on Instagram right now. He is also an author. He is a writer. He's an actor. He's been on a million shows. Yeah. He's just a lovely person. And he talks to us about taking this trip um, to kind of see, I don't know if weird is the right word, but like the weirder side of Amsterdam and Paris. I'd say he does a lot of stuff that you would not typically do in those places. Yeah, it was really interesting. And, and we get into a little bit about how he finds those places when he and his wife are planning a trip. And it was all really, really interesting. And yeah. If you want to go back and visit some of them. Yes, it, it he does a really good job of, of making me uh, think I hadn't been to two cities that I have been to. Yeah. Because he really does totally different stuff. But he has an incredible time. Yeah. Um, and we get to hear about his dad's crazy bike race. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, I, you know, I don't want to tease too much, I guess. Otherwise, I'm just telling his stories. You yeah, know what I don't mean? do that. This is and I'm going to do a bad version of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because my brain doesn't work it's too broken. good. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, enough delay. Here is Take Me There with Avery Munson. Um, Avery, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, of course. Happy to be here. Nice to nice yeah. to talk to anyone in the world, but specifically you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, it is a thrill to talk to anyone who isn't each other. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like I feel a little bit like um I'm I'm like a, a hermit like coming out of a cave right now, and I don't I'm like speaking mm-hmm. gibberish and I don't know how to connect with people. Uh so if I'm if mm-hmm. I say anything that truly makes no sense, uh t- tell me now so that I will correct myself yeah. instead of continuing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you go off. Yes. It's like that it's that like one time a year that the hermit like comes into town to yeah. like trade his trinkets for like flour or whatever. Trinkets, trinkets, please. Yeah. <laughs> um Avery, how have you been? I mean, uh, you know, we are, we are, we know the answer to this question, but for those that don't, how have you been spending your quarantine? What has your experience been like? Yeah. So, um, uh, I guess five or six weeks ago, I, I decided that I would start making a kids show in my, in my garage for kids and, and their families who are, who are stuck inside. I, I have a, a good buddy who has two, uh, boys who are just little rascals. They're, they're really great, but they're rascals. And, uh, mm-hmm. he, he called me and he was like, I feel like you could make a video that would keep them busy for like 10 to 15 minutes. And, and so I thought about it and then I went way too far. <laughs> I started, <laughs> I started making, so I made this show that's called super secret secret club. And it's all, it's like a, it's like a clubhouse 
where everything is handmade out of cardboard and paint in my, in my garage. And it's, um, it's taken over my life. It's truly become, uh, (laughs) an insane project. (laughs) <laughs> oh and there's what was today because we're recording this on oh yeah Sunday. so this was episode yeah. what five this was episode number five this episode had a big rube goldberg machine in it and uh i'm i made the machine on tuesday and it did not work correctly until like four in the morning this morning, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I stayed up most of the night. Uh, my wife had long since gone to bed. I'm just in this sweltering hot box of my garage, <laughs> just like sw- just sweating and nearly crying, just praying that this Rube Goldberg machine works so I can go to bed. Eventually, it worked. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Thank I'm, goodness. I'm glad so. we didn't watch the ep- this week's episode. Be- yeah. Before we heard this, oh, because I'm now so I want to, I want to watch it with that knowledge. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you zoom in, you can see the the fear in my eyes, and you can see like sw- just like my eye, my left eye twitching. Uh, you could probably also see that the light from coming in from the window will change dramatically as it as it <laughs> approaches and passes the witching hour of midnight. Oh my god! Oh, oh, man. So, much. oh my so anyway, god. that's wow. that's what I've been doing, and it is a stupid thing to do. But I hope that some kids like it. That's all. I mean, yes. two adults like it, right? Yeah, here. these two we adults are great. enjoying it very much. I appreciate that, guys. Um, How are you guys doing? Um, we are good. good? We're kind <laughs> of like. Um, I don't know. We're busy. And also we felt like the days have gone very fast, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is a, a privilege of, um, of not having children at this time. Right. But we feel like, you know, we feel like we, we work out, we go for walks, we work, we write, we try to like watch TV and read. I feel like the day's over sooner than I want it to be almost every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a relatable experience, but that's been my experience the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like our space has been, it's now so many spaces. It's uh, like a taping studio. It's a therapist's office. It's a gym. It's a kitchen. It's like, <laughs> it's it's been interesting to see how many things we can do inside of our apartment, but also uh, I'm ready for that part. To be yeah. <laughs> this feels like, I feel like I've, I've been okay okay-ish besides like the constant anxiety and stress related to all of this of like yeah I've kind of enjoyed being in this space and and I I like our home which is very nice but uh not that it's a home it's in a one-bedroom apartment but our home in in the sense (laughs) it's a home still um but I'm I'm I, I, I don't like the people on the beach in OC right now but like I get that I get that impetus that like feeling of being like this has been a long time at this point and it feels like it's going to be a while still yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean this is kind of is this life now this might be life kind of yeah Yeah. for a while yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it just doesn't feel worth it to fuck around with it yeah, anyway. I'm not saying yeah. going to the no, beach. No, I'm not saying we should go to the beach at all. I'm just saying. I'm you heard it here first. This podcast recommends going to the beach. Go to the, beach. <laughs> <laughs> the official stance of this podcast is there break the quarantine. <laughs> Take your mask off. Touch everyone. Um, 
Um, Avery, speaking of, of being at home in this quarantine time, did you have any travel planned during this period that you've had to like change or cancel? Um, well, not yet. So my sister and my wife's brother are both getting married next year, not to each other. That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. That would uh, be crazy. But, <laughs> but they're both, uh, individually getting married early 2021. So I, I mean, I hope, I hope that we will be able to fly places by then. Um, but who knows? We're kind of just waiting and seeing, yeah. but I had no, Where there were no weddings supposed to be. Um, they, uh, Aaron's brother's wedding will be in North Carolina and my sister's wedding. They were planning on going to Mexico. So Ooh. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who what knows? Will happen? It's a real like, I feel like the next full year, because even if we go back to a sense of normal and we're able to travel and everyone's like, oh, we've uh, flattened the curve or whatever metrics we should follow and we can fly again this summer from my understanding of this. And I am not a doctor and I'm pretty stupid in general. Is it, is it could come back a series of times. So like, you don't know whether the time that it comes back, like, I'm like, Oh, are we even going to go to one of our parents' homes for like the holidays? I don't even know if that's going to happen at this point. Right. I certainly hope so, but it's all so, uh, up in the air at this point. Um, I mean, I just need for this to be over so that I can stop making these kid shows because I don't have that many more episodes <laughs> left in me, to be honest. I don't know how many more I can make. Solve it, yeah. science. I gotta get out of here. Oh <laughs> I stayed up all um, night making this goddamn Rube <laughs> Goldberg machine. <laughs> I'm losing oh it. I can't I'm, I'm truly in a I prison of my own making, you guys. <laughs> yeah, A cardboard prison of your own making. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. It is beautiful. Those sets are amazing. <sighs> how did you design them? I mean, I just, you know, it's all, it's all sort of like throwbacks to like nineties Nickelodeon stuff where, where everything Mm -hmm. seems sort of like, like a little Pee Wee's Playhouse, a little bit of, did you guys ever watch Wienerville on Nickelodeon? Wienerville was a very strange one. It was a, it was this guy, Mark Wiener, who built these puppets where his head would stick out a hole and then he had these tiny little bodies uh, and then I think it turns, it turns out he's like an Orthodox Jew and maybe a rabbi now. Anyway, it's a very, Whoa, it's a very strange weird. show. Yeah. He took a, he took a hard turn. Um, wow. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look this up. I definitely, you know what? Yeah. This Wienerville. does ring a bell to me. Yeah. This does ring a bell. I don't, yeah. know, I can't remember a specifics, but this look feels, um, both creepy and familiar. <laughs> oh no. I remember this for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it was going to surprise me if I hadn't seen it because I think I was just kind of taking Nickelodeon intravenously for like <laughs> at least six straight years. So I would yeah. be surprised if I hadn't seen it. Always piece of blows. Their content. It always blows my mind that so many of these Nickelodeon shows were shot at Nickelodeon Studios, like in, in Orlando, Orlando Florida. Florida. Yeah, that part sure. Of it was so interesting to me. Yeah, I desperately wanted to go there and like get slimed. <laughs> and I, I don't really know the history of. Universal Studios Florida that well, but like, were was the plan always to have a studio there, or did they put the studio there so that they could attract people to the theme park and say, "This is where we're filming Nickelodeon shows"? That I is such know. a good question. This feels like a question we need to ask Carly Wiesel. Oh Maybe yeah, we De- she would know it for sure. 
She yes. really would. Ugh. Okay, we'll ask her. We'll follow up. We'll find out. We'll send you an email. <laughs> um, speaking of '90s, though, Avery, that leads us into our first question that we like to ask our guests, which is, Ooh. which is, where are you from, okay. and what was travel like as a kid? Like, what was a family vacation for you? Okay, so I am from the Bay Area of California. I'm from Berkeley uh, originally, and then like suburbs outside of Berkeley. Um, and my the the trips that we took. Let me think. I mean, we did some road trips. Uh, there were some like infamous road trips to like um, national parks. We went to we went to. Arches is a national park, I believe. And I think Zion. Mm. Um, mm. And it was just in my parents' Mitsubishi van. They would get us up at like three in the morning and we'd start driving and we'd be listening to like uh, Paul Simon Graceland on a, on a loop. And uh, yeah, I remember them very fondly. Those were, those were like my favorite trips. I think that we also did go to Florida because my mom's parents lived there. Um, that, that is kind of the extent of my trips. We didn't do too many trips. Um, mm-hmm. I had never been outside the country until, uh, my junior year of high, of college when I studied abroad in Moscow for a semester. Wow. Whoa, we got to talk yeah. about that. Moscow, yeah, maybe, why Moscow? Should we just switch? Should we switch topics maybe? I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was a, it was a wild choice. It was, it truly was like going from zero to Moscow <laughs> very quickly, you know? Um, yeah. Moscow is a very different place than we live. <laughs> um, the, it, for starters, like just that the alphabet is different. And I didn't, I didn't speak almost any Russian uh, when I, when I decided to go, but the, like the alphabet is different. So like you can't, you know, in, in if you're looking at French, at least the alphabet, you know, so you can kind of sound it out or Spanish, you know, uh, but Cyrillic, uh, you, you, there's like a big hurdle to get over before you can understand where you are on a subway. And, you know, um, yeah. so I, I went there because to study at the, at the Moscow art theater. Um, mm-hmm. and it was truly such a wild time. I mean, they, they like let us hold the costumes from like the original productions of Chekhov plays and stuff, which seems like wow. they shouldn't have let us do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a lot of getting up at, six in the morning and walking through the snow and like walking past guys who had like maybe like drunk themselves to sleep and were lying on the sidewalk in the snow. Uh, but then there's also like guys with like $10,000 shoes or whatever. It was like a really insane wealth, uh, gap in Moscow was what I found. Interesting. Yeah. It was crazy. That's a place that, uh, like Alex's dad is, he, he was born in the USSR and he's talked a bunch about us going with him to Russia. And I, oh, yeah, I, I'm not, not interested in it, but I don't know why I would be interested in going to <laughs> Moscow. Did you like, did you, did you mm. take away like a positive, uh, experience from that? I, I'll tell you, if you're gonna go to, uh, Russia. I had a more fun time in St. Petersburg. We, we went to St. Petersburg mm. for for 
a couple days. And I, I just found that it was a, a more pretty city. Uh, the, at least the parts that I saw, there was like m- more beautiful old buildings to see. Whereas the part of Moscow that I was in was just like kind of a big oppressive cold city, you know, but it didn't have like a mm. lot of, except for like St. Basil's cathedral, which is, which is that like onion, onion dome top cathedral that everybody knows about. That's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other stuff yeah. was just like, like, ugly city you know yeah yeah the only like now no longer communist country i I went to poland with my dad and Uh some of the architecture is so bleak like calling Mm. it architecture is even generous yeah Uh, like soviet situation yeah although you know what in moscow the uh the subways were beautiful there there are these like insane um mosaics in many of the subway stations and like chandeliers and stuff. I remember that being really, really cool. Ooh, that oh, is nice. cool. I yeah. like thought about Moscow a lot as a kid because my family was obsessed. Well, I guess just my dad and then by default, my family was obsessed with this Billy Crystal one hour HBO special that is truly impossible to find <laughs> unless you're at my parents' house and you have the VHS. And it's called Midnight Train to Moscow. And it literally starts with, Billy Crystal like reenacting Field of Dreams in his backyard and he's getting this whisper that he needs to go to Russia and so he goes to Russia and it's like a hybrid of the stand-up show and sketches that are set in Russia but he's doing characters and then like a man on the street stuff that he shot in Russia it is wild (laughs) that is so I gotta visit your parents house Oh my God, you do. I'll try and bring it back. It's because I remember, I just remember my dad crying, laughing because it was like somebody had finally written a stand up special, like just for his experience. Like there's a whole bit where he's doing this character that's like online to get oranges from Morocco, like from the government. And he's like doing all this, all these bits. And then by the time he gets to the front of the line and has fully crossed the stage, like there are no more oranges. Like why? It's like a very, like, um, Pagliacci type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's the only time I've been to Moscow with extreme air quotes around. <sighs> yeah, Moscow was crazy. We we also like, we stayed in these dorms, uh, which were like the dorms for the students at the Moscow Art Theater. And they mm-hmm. closed at, I believe, like eight or nine o'clock. So we had to be back every night at like eight o'clock or else they would lock us out. And, and it was like unclear Whoa. what would happen if we, if we came back after that. Um, <laughs> so we, we just like, didn't really do much also. So I was, I was roommates with um, Ben Sinclair, who's the the guy who makes high maintenance. Yeah. Um, so I, I lived with him in college and then we went to Russia together and he and I at the time had like such a strange, like sort of competitive relationship uh, that <laughs> we started this weird sort of war between each other to like who could spend the least money and i don't know how it started but no one won like it would it would just be like like (laughs) no it ended with neither of us doing anything (laughs) uh it was truly a very strange time in my life wow Wow. yeah i love this this is so crazy yeah um Oh, I I have more questions, but I I really I wanna I want to move into the take me there traveler quiz. Okay. But okay, I, I'm gonna follow up with an email full of questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sure, sure. Oh, one. Uh, here's another weird thing about Moscow was that yes. we had we had teachers, um, but none of them spoke English, and so we had translators in each class. But like we were we were doing acting classes, and so the translation doesn't totally make sense. Do you know what I mean? It like mm-hmm. like a lot of it gets yeah. lost. So you would have to watch the the teachers speaking Russian, but you didn't understand them, but listen to the translators and try to add those two things up in your mind simultaneously and hopefully understand what the fuck they're talking about. Oh my God. Have you ever seen, um, have you ever seen exporting Raymond, the documentary? No, but I've heard about that. Yeah. Uh, I really want to watch that. It's Phil Rosenthal who now has a travel show, but this was before he did all that. The guy who created Everybody Loves Raymond, and they basically are going to do a Russian version of it. And he goes to like basically EP and consult to help them like translate it into like both a Russian sense of humor and also like explain sitcom to them. But his his overseer for because it's like all state TV, his overseer is like a general in the in the army. Oh, of course, who he of has course. to like explain his jokes to and stuff, and it's it's just very delightful. And I feel like you especially would would find some joy in that. Yeah, Russia is crazy, you guys. It's so crazy. Also, <laughs> the, there were a few. I mean, I I, I don't know how uh, true this is across the board, but like. There were some other students there, and the the students of color uh, were told, "Do not go outside by yourself. Like you have to be in oh groups because uh, some other students of color had been like beaten up by Russian guys." <gasps> oh my oh god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Really feels like ma- a very uh, not tolerant place. Yeah, yeah, definitely not like right now. Probably yeah. not the. Probably not probably ever. Not <laughs> I kept thinking through Russian history. I don't think at any point. They were <laughs> well, there was like Glasnost for a hot minute. I don't know. I don't it's know. so I cold a, over there, there, you guys. It just makes you angry about everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just remember like watching a Chekhov movie with my dad that was in English and being like, oh, like you're going to like this, right? Like you're going to enjoy this. And he was like, it's so much funnier in Russian. And I was like, okay, like I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, let's do this freaking okay, quiz. Let's do okay, quiz. let's, let's do, do a quiz. quiz. Let me get the questions. Okay, so... <laughs> you can, uh, You always say that. They can't. <laughs> they really can't. Um, Avery, do yeah. you like short trips all the time or big trips sometimes? Oh, boy. Um, I guess I will say... I guess I will say big, big trips sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that, that. D- the truth is... Um, wait, am I, should I, should I like elaborate on this or do you want to just like yes, cruise through please, this? Course? Please, please expound. So the truth is like planning for trips kind of stresses me out. Um, mm-hmm. it like, uh, just looking at all of the possible options of places that you can go and like diff- different places you can stay. I get, uh, like anxiety about picking the right one. And Mm -hmm. luckily my wife is like really, really likes doing that kind of research. Um, so like I kind of, I kind of just let her go nuts on it, you know? Uh, and she, and she like plans really great trips and she loves planning them. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my style for trips. Sounds like you married the right person. I did. Um, I did in many ways. I love that. 
when it comes to getting to the airport, are you always early or late but worth the wait? Uh, <laughs> so what a sassy quiz, you guys. Um, uh, I am always early. I've only been late one time when a, an alarm didn't work and we drove very recklessly. Oh my God, it was so stressful. It was uh, my aunt's funeral in uh, a few years ago that I was going to be leading the like uh, ceremony or, or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And I had we had to fly up to San Francisco and we almost missed the flight and uh, it was so it was so bad. I was driving very recklessly to the Burbank Airport. I mean, luckily that airport that airport is a real breeze once you get there. But yeah, yeah. that's stressful. Yes, very that's stressful. stressful. Also, um, my, I, I always go to Burbank. Also, if I can, oh, I, yeah. I will never this go to JFK. This is a Burbank podcast. Yeah. yeah, we're a we're a couple Burbank boys over here. This is freaking. <laughs> we love Burbank, and all we love talk Burbank. about is Burbank. Yeah. Also known as the Hollywood Burbank Airport now. Yes, no longer. Oh, yeah. Bob Hope's gone, yeah. Avery, have you ever seen – I took a picture of this last time I was at Burbank, which was right – we flew back from Albuquerque right before quarantine. So I was there right – I was like my last image of the outside world. Have you ever seen that big hand-painted painting on the mural on the front of the Burbank Airport? Um, I feel like I have, but I, it's not coming to me. Give, tell me the terrifying. It's, it's just, um, it seems like someone either in the process of learning how to paint or possibly (laughs) a, um, in as possibly a young artist with not much experience. Um, it's more like a uh, very old artist losing their, losing uh, their yes. eye coordination or something. I, That's much sadder. I think it's. A, I, I think. It's I wish I hadn't said that. That's of, way sadder. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a painting of Amelia Earhart. Oh, it's like now it's like a hodgepodge of like. Well, it's like now it's like a mural or something. Anyway, just Earhart. next time you're there, oh, check it no. out. It's a real dream. It's wild. Yeah. It's have it, wild. Is, you're saying that like it originally was Amelia Earhart, and then people have added to it. I, I'm I I'm know. not sure. Just I don't Google it. I'll uh, look it up. I'll look it up. Anyway, you, you I'll ask him the, the next question and then you can come back to this. Um, okay. You kind of touched a little on this, Avery, but do you prefer a tight itinerary or loose plans? Uh, I like a I like a tighter itinerary. I like to do activities. I don't I don't really like lazing about by the pool too much. I can do like maybe right. one or two days of that, and then that and then mm-hmm. I'm done with it. Got it. So you need like things to do. You need to be. I scheduled. love a thing. I love a schedule. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have some. I have some information here. <laughs> Thank uh, so God. The painting, I, the painting <laughs> I was referring to was painted by a child because there's an LA Times photo, <laughs> an article um, with three children. Oh, they won a contest. They won a contest and they got their art up there. The one I'm Maybe thinking not a of. A lot of people enter. The one <laughs> that was a lot of shade. The one I'm looking at. Is this? There's one of a little girl holding a toy plane, and then up in the clouds is Amelia Earhart and some other people who I don't the know. Wright who they brothers? Are. Like I assume it's going to be know. like Who's luminaries the of aviation. I don't know. Think of one other person that has to do with planes. It's probably them. Charles Lindbergh. <laughs> yeah, that's who it is. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, Jonathan uh, United. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, okay. Do you guys feel bad now that we have uh, trash talked these children? 
Or or do you? I don't know. They're still bad though. Like they're still bad paintings. I don't know that you can do better, but sure. I couldn't do better, Trash but I bet you Avery child. could do better. Avery should really do the mural yes. at the Burbank Maybe Airport. I'll go Maybe paint over that mural. <laughs> yeah. That's my mom. Do, uh... <laughs> oh, go uh, ahead. What, oh, sorry. Uh, my mom came to my school one time and like led a bunch of kids in painting a mural. And it was like this beautiful, uh, like under the sea mural that everybody, everybody got to do. And it, and it, um, it was, it was supposed to like last all day and from about 8 a.m. until like noon, it looked really beautiful. And then from noon until 3 p.m., uh, kids just destroyed it. Like, <laughs> like, oh, no. like the no. most it was, and, and seeing my mom watch as these kids just like destroyed each other's fishes and jellyfishes and stuff was uh, one of my early heartbreaking memories. Oh, God, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. So I take back everything I said. I love these paintings. I never (laughs) thought they were bad. I love the Did you ever have to do a mural in school? I was never involved. I, there were my high school, not, not so much, oh, but right. cause I went to, uh, like a, all boys serious. Yeah. School. Serious little boys school, but the, in elementary school, sure. There were murals, but I, yeah. I wasn't very artistic. You know this. I'm not very artistic. In seventh artistic. grade, the teacher that everyone, uh, had a crush on, I guess like didn't feel like teaching for two months. So we painted <laughs> a mural on the ceiling of our classroom and that was cool. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. That seems like physically uh, yeah, difficult to do. Yeah. But we like took the ceiling tiles down oh, and then oh, painted oh. them and then put them back oh, up. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Got it. So that was fun. Okay. Um, Avery, do yeah. you pack for the gram or pack for the grind? Now, what in the hell does that mean? It means do <laughs> you do you Someone pack, called her out on it. Do you pack <laughs> so that you look cute in pictures or not? Oh, oh, oh. Um, I don't I mean, I don't have really any illusions that there is anything that I could pack that would make me look good for the gram. I'm I, so I think whatever the other one is, I don't, I don't have, I don't have cute clothes. I have functional clothes for the most part, I think. Yeah. Great. He's living for the grind. Do you like to have like a uniform situation when you travel where you're just like, I have two pairs of pants. I have four shirts. I have this much, like this many pairs of underwear and that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah. I I think I pack pretty light. I think I pack pretty light. Perfect. Okay. Um, when you travel, do you prefer to rent a place like an Airbnb or get a room like at a hotel? Oh, um, I mean, there. I think that there are. There's value to both of them, right? Um, I think right. more often we end up going to Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you stayed in any that you really loved? Um, let's see. We stayed in a, we got, we got a, um, an Airstream outside of Joshua Tree. That was very fun, although very spooky. It was like, it was like you you would drive to Joshua Tree and then turn off that main road and then just drive out into the desert for like 15 minutes. And truly it was like, there was nobody around until the sun went down. And then we heard very, very distantly, uh, like, uh, ATV. Is that what you call those? Like, like off-road, yeah. off-road, uh, vehicles or like little Humvees and things just like, wee, wee, and, and they <laughs> yeah. seemed like they were getting closer and it, and it was like, 
oh God, we could we could totally die out here and no one would know for quite some time. No one would you know? know? Yeah. Ugh. Spooky Joshua Tree. That was spooky. That was his but it was a very cool little that. airstream. Yeah. We have stayed in one airstream situation. It was at more of like a park where they had like a bunch of them that had been refurbished. Mm-hmm. It was the coldest we've <laughs> ever been. I don't think we together. figured whatever the whatever switch we were supposed to flip to turn on the heat, we could not locate. <laughs> no. And it it's the only time where we've been in bed and I've been like, if you weren't here, I'd die. Yeah. I was that so was, cold. So that brought us together, which yeah. was nice. Aww. Yeah. Sweet. Um, when you're traveling, Avery, what is your media diet like? Do you like to do podcasts? Are you doing music? Do you like movies, books? Do you have like a pref? Hmm. I... I almost always have podcasts. I, I'm I'm a guy that like um, I try not to just hear my own thoughts f- uh, at all if I can help it. You know, I, <laughs> I feel like it's been quite some time uh, since I've had any silence uh, where there wasn't a podcast playing. I just like to load them up and keep them coming. Um, Same. So I so I always have a lot of podcasts to work through. Um, I guess I will sometimes and. The, I, I guess I'll sometimes bring a Kindle to to read, but usually I will end up reading it less than I hope that I would, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I bring many a book on trips and then don't even open the book. Sometimes it's just a symbol <laughs> that you brought it. Yeah. Trying <laughs> yeah. to read is as good as almost reading. Yeah. I believe I'm the kind of person that might read someday. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> Those are the kind of aspirational goals I'm really <laughs> reaching for. <laughs> Um, Avery, is there one thing you always bring with you on a trip? Oh, one thing I always bring with me. Um, well, so for, for this Europe trip, we, we bought these, um, backpacks, these like large sort of traveling backpacks. I think the brand name is called Kotopaxi. Um, mm-hmm. and since we bought those, we, we just bring those wherever we're going instead of like packing suitcases. We just bring the, the backpacks. We've been pretty happy with oh, those backpacks. Interesting. Yeah. Are these, are these like backpacking backpacks or are they specially made for like travel? They're, they're not, they're not like the framed backpacking backpacks. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they yeah. are softer than that and they don't have a frame inside, but they are like big traveling backpacks. Gotcha. Got it. With a lot of lot of zippers, a lot of little mesh compartments and things, mm. which Love is a it. lot of fun. Amazing. Well, this brings us to our last question. Oh boy. Um, okay. On a plane, are you an aisle queen or a window bitch? <laughs> um, big time aisle queen. I do not there care for the window. I like yes. to be able to. I feel like I have more room with the aisle. Mm-hmm. I get a little bit claustrophobic in the middle or the window. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I prefer the aisle. Yeah. Us too. Aisle rules. People that but the, pick the but window. Aaron likes they're, the, they're Aaron likes the aisle also. Like and so I see. often end up giving her, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say the window people, you know, often for them, it's either about sleeping don't or it's about them. seeing don't dis- God's creation. Don't defend creation. those sick freaks. <laughs> <laughs> those Why? monsters. What we normally do, uh, Avery, is we do aisles across from each other. So I, two aisles oh. and we sit right across. So if we need to talk to each other, we can. But otherwise, we can 
ignore I each other. I don't need to talk to you. After just this, holding holding hands across the aisle, never letting go. <laughs> yes. No matter Locking how many people need to use refusing. the restroom. <laughs> yeah, they have to hop over. Yeah. We love each other. Um, we love each other. Avery, that was excellent work. You passed. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Incredible. I know that I know that um this quiz is just for fun, but I am actually sweating. My, my it, it, it it activated whatever the nervous part of me is. I really wanted to do well. Your approval means a lot to me, so I'm glad that I passed. We should give people a grade at the end. No, that's only going to cause more anxiety. That makes it worse somehow. Unless it's going to be an A, that's going to make it worse. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, okay, Bye. Avery, uh, let's get into this trip. Oh, shake it out, let's shake it about, out, guys. Let's start. So we're talking, we're, we're going to Paris, we're going to Amsterdam, That's and right. I want to know about how this trip came to be. What, <clears throat> what inspired you to go to these places? All right, so the impetus for the trip is that my dad uh, it loves long-distance bicycle rides. Uh, for years now, since, since I was a kid, uh, he has gone on these long, long bike rides and he decided a few years ago that he was going to do this ride called the Paris breast Paris ride. Um, excuse me, which is uh, a bicycle ride from the city of Paris to the city of Brest and back to the city of Paris, uh, which is, I think about 700 miles and, you have 90 hours to finish it. So uh, the young riders, the strong riders, can usually finish that and sleep comfortably over their 90 hours. But my dad, because he's an older guy, can't. He is going slower than them. So in the end, he ended up sleeping about four hours out of those 90 hours. Uh so he's a he's a lunatic, is what I'm saying. He's a, he's a crazy person. Um, wow! But he wanted I'm us seeing to- where I'm seeing where you get this from, Avery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he wanted us to come and cheer for him, and so we did. So so we went to Paris to see this crazy crazy bike ride. So is this a a race or is this like a tour that your dad did? So it is. It is not a professional race, but it is okay. a very old bike ride. I think it's. I think it's been around. I guess I can look it up. Uh, I think it's been around. It started since, in eighteen ninety one. Wow! Thank you, thank you so much. Um, yeah, You're so welcome. so you can't be a professional bicycle rider for it, but okay. it, um, bike bike riders from all over the the world come and do this bike ride. It's like a pretty famous bike ride. Wow. Very cool. Um, so, so we we thought we would we would um, you know make a make a whole trip of it because I had never been to Europe except for sort of Russia, which is like I guess sort of Asia, but also sort of Europe. They they used the euro at the time, um, uh, but um, yeah, I I so we we. Um, we decided we would go to Amsterdam at the beginning, and then we went from Amsterdam to Bruges for a day, and then we went to Paris, and then hung out in Paris for a week while my dad finished his ride, and then we saw the end of it, and then I flew home. 
Wow. wow. Yeah. Nice I actually had to fly day. home early. I actually had to cut the trip home early because high maintenance called me and they were going to shoot. They, they changed their schedule and they needed me to come home early. So I flew directly from uh, Paris to New York and shot the next day. Wow. wow. Yeah. Look, what do we always say? What is one of my most famous sayings? If you want to book a part, book a trip. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So That's funny, Avery, because when I was on high maintenance, it was very similar. I mean, I wasn't out of town, but they were like, can you be here in three days? And I was like, I guess. Yeah, it was crazy. Hmm. So funny. So funny. Um, Avery, let's start with Amsterdam. Let's let's just go in the order of this trip. Why don't you talk to us about where you stayed, what you ate, what you did. What did you love about the city? Okay. Amsterdam is beautiful. Boy, oh boy, I like Amsterdam. It's like it, it, um, having grown up in the Bay Area, Amsterdam sort of reminds me of like the best like block or two blocks of San Francisco, but it's like a whole city of it. It's so cool. Um, and we stayed in a hotel. Let's see if I wrote down. Nope, I didn't write it down. Um, we only stayed in Amsterdam for like, two days and then we went to Efteling which I know you guys talked about with Andrew Law right we did well yeah, it's, yes he, he we talked to him not much about Amsterdam but we did talk to him about a um very trippy trip he took to uh that theme park so yeah so we did not do any mushrooms or anything at Efteling <laughs> because I'm a good boy and I'm afraid of getting caught and you're not supposed to do that uh, right. <laughs> and, but we did have a really great time at Efteling. Efteling, I absolutely recommend. It is, it's so weird and it's, and it's like old. There's parts of it that like feel like they're kind of falling apart, uh, in just the best ways. It's so great. Um, what else did we do in Amsterdam? Oh, we went on a, we went on a boat ride. I wrote down, uh, the boat tour was called Those Damn Boat Guys. Um, mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I think that, which is like a pretty great, it's a pretty great little uh, yeah, title for your business. Um, and what else did we do? So Aaron, my wife uh, has celiac. She can't eat uh, gluten. So we, so we, um, we found a couple of really good places, uh, some good gluten-free places. There's this um, gluten-free pizza place called Mastino V, which was really good, had gl- good gluten-free pizza. And then we also... She got it in her head that she wanted to find gluten-free Stroop waffles because Stroop waffles are wow. like a, we're like an Amsterdam thing. And so we ended up we we went on this walk that she thought was going to be like a half hour walk and it ended up being like a 2 hour or 3 hour walk uh, and it mm-hmm. rained a part of the time, but we did get some gluten-free Stroop waffles and they're pretty delicious. Yeah. Okay. We, I um, love Stroop waffle. Oh yeah, we, we oh, went so there good. we went there maybe f- Four, three or four years ago. Yeah, it was like when we first started dating. Um, and uh, I remember being very addicted to Stroopwafels and just being like, wow, these are amazing. And then trying to buy like the already like like the non-fresh ones here in the States and being like, man, eh, they're not oh, they're, very, so they're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> Amsterdam, yeah, it really was so beautiful. Like, I will say you look, I've said this statement and you told me I was I was it, insane and I that think, I should be in jail for saying this, but <laughs> I think sure. Amsterdam is maybe as beautiful, if not more beautiful, than Paris. I mean, I, I, it's up there for sure. I wouldn't throw you there. in jail for saying that. 
Maybe, maybe I get, you know, I go on trial, but I, yes, but I get. There is no citizen's arrest coming from me today. Yes. There you go. It is so beautiful. And yeah, I just remember it's, the city is so beautiful. Everyone there is insanely hot. Yeah. For whatever reason. Beautiful people. Um, yeah. All that biking around, they're just getting some, they're just moving, you know? They're also. That bike culture is so interesting. It's uh, It was terrifying to me. Was it terrifying to you? I felt like I was going to get hit by a bike every second. Um, I don't know if it was terrifying to me. It was more just like it felt like bikes controlled that city even more than like pedestrians, which is yeah. interesting. So it was like, oh, everyone like uh, like heeds to the bike bicyclist, which is like such a unique perspective and also like. I don't know. Like that's so much better than us all heating to cars. I also so I'm wonder like, cool. if we went Truly, back yeah. now, if it would be different, if there are more, cause last time we were in Paris a few months ago, like uh, jump bikes and, and those bikes that you can just like swipe your phone and, and hop on were much more prevalent. So I wonder if that is the case in Amsterdam. Cause we had one day where we were on a bike and we rode it out to like that little Island that's sort of across oh, yes. the river. And that was really fun, but it wasn't, uh, I think maybe we would have felt more terrified or or maybe not. I don't know if we had had access to bikes every day that we were there. I don't know. I wonder. I think if I went back, I would do whatever their version of city bike is yeah, for and sure. ride around more. Yeah, I think I would too. So we, we actually didn't get bikes while we were there. We just kind of walked around. Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that if we had more bike culture here, we would definitely be better off. But I, I will also say that like uh, – in the evenings when people were getting off work and a light would change and through the bike lane, you, you would just hear this kind of like, like, like a, it, it seemed like something bad was coming. And then just like 40 bikes just like zoom past you. It was terrifying. I found that very scary. <laughs> yeah. Did you do any of the sort of like bigger tourist attractions in Amsterdam, like Anne Frank House or the Rembrandt Museum, that kind of stuff? We did do the Rembrandt Museum and it was beautiful. We didn't do the Anne Frank House because we ran out of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm just looking. I'm looking at a map as we talk because it, it's been a while since we were there and we were only there for, I think, three days or something like that. But, um, but yeah, we, you know, I felt like when we were there, we just ate a lot of food and we walked around and like, I don't know, got stoned, got stoned and just like saw yeah. the, I don't know, those canals are just so beautiful to me. I just, that's why I think I it's more beautiful. I made you go to like probably more little Instagram-y coffee shops than I probably should <laughs> Yes. But I did like, uh, you know, this is me being very um, uh, American centric, but everyone speaks perfect English there. What a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, dream for me. They do. A guy who can't learn another language. (laughs) I know. Hey, you were able to get a croissant in Paris by yourself. My French is my very basic French is now okay, but that's it. Sure. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. Um, Hey, that's not bad. It's not Um, nothing. Was there anything else fun you did in Amsterdam before we start to uh, jump on a train Um, or whatever? I think that was kind of it. I mean, I would say the big highlight of it was going to Efteling. We we stayed overnight in the Efteling hotel, like the on, on property Mm. hotel so that we could have, we had like a day and a half at the park. Uh, and it was, it was wild. I would do it again. Wow. I didn't know they had a hotel there. That's crazy. Is the hotel themed like the park? It is. There were like, and I think it's, I mean, I haven't ever been to a Disneyland hotel 
Um, but they had like little things in the drawers to find. And I don't understand any of it because I don't speak Dutch. But I, but like, they were like, um, I remember at the mirror, um, there was like a little vanity table. And at the mirror, there was some Dutch written on the on the countertop of the vanity and you could only read it if you looked into the mirror do you know what i mean like a lot of yeah. like little whimsical oh, stuff like that creepy. or like yeah 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 or like you would open up the like one of the one of the dresser drawers and there's like a little a little like um mouse not a real mouse a, a, a little yeah. like cartoonish mouse inside there which was very cute that's funny yeah, yeah that was i cute. feel like Disney only has the like the hidden Mickey thing where it's like if you're looking at the design of the carpet or the shower curtain, like sometimes the little logo or like Mickey Mouse himself will be like peeking out from behind the print. But it's nowhere near as like fun as that. That's yeah, add cool. some add some mice, add some extra stuff. Yeah, Fill your hotel with mice, real <laughs> mice. People love that. <laughs> um so Avery, how did you get, you said, I believe you said you went to Bruges after yeah. Amsterdam. How did you get yeah. there? So we, so our, our transportation was, I guess I, I left this out. We flew into Gatwick in, in England and then we just stayed uh-huh. overnight there and then took a, a uh, bus and a train to Amsterdam from Gatwick. And nope, Got that's you. not, mm-hmm. that's not right. Did we fly? We did. We did fly. We flew from Gatwick to Amsterdam, and then we took a train and a bus to Bruges from Amsterdam. That's how it went. Gotcha. Got it. Um, and now we got we, when we, we got to Bruges. It was raining very hard, and also it was some sort of national holiday, so almost everything was closed, which was a little bit of a bummer. Um, but then we just kind of walked around the city. That is also a very beautiful city. Have you guys ever been there? No. no, we took the train when we did a similar trip in the sense that we went to Amsterdam first and then took the train to Paris afterwards. So we stopped in Bruges and had to go through customs and whatever, mm. but we didn't actually get to explore the city at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I, I found at least where we were, it was a little bit more touristy than we would have liked. It was like a lot of mm. tourists looking around, but it's also just like very there's a reason that tourists were there. It was very, very pretty. It was like a lot of very old buildings. Yeah, it's like a medieval city, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's cool. Love so that you, old so stuff. You, you do a day in Bruges. You walk around. Stuff's yeah. closed, but that happens. There's always weird European holidays. And I say yeah. weird because, again, I'm an American idiot. So yeah. um, you go from Bruges to Paris. Did you take a yeah, train that's right. there? We took a train to Paris. That's right. Um, and then guys, we went to some, we did some fun stuff in Paris. We did, um, we did, let me think of the things we went to the, we went to a museum of carnival art. Is it, did anyone tell you about this museum of carnival art? No, No. you are the only one. Okay. So it's, it's like all real old like Ferris wheel stuff and, and like carnival games. And it's, and it's in this beautiful old warehouse and it's, and it's like uh, laid out in a really cool way with really cool lighting on everything. And 
um, they have this old uh, merry-go-round. Wait, is Ferris wheel the one that goes vertically or merry-go-round? Merry-go-round goes around in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a merry-go-round, but it is uh, pedal-powered. Like, like it's you're you're sitting on a bike, and all the bikes are connected, and so. you can get on it and really go fast. So the, so the guy that was leading our tour was like, uh, everyone, uh, just know this thing is going to go really, really fast. And there's like, no, there's no seatbelts on it. It's made in like the 1800s. So we start going and, and it doesn't feel safe to me. It feels like it, it feels like this thing was made in the 1800s and there should be seatbelts, but there are not. And there's like this, uh, this carnival, crazy carnival music playing and we're going faster and faster and faster. And I'm looking around like, what, what is going on here? And the, because the pedals are all connected to each other, if your feet slip off the pedals, they, the pedals continue going Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. so we're going faster and faster and faster. And then all of a sudden I hear a woman screaming and then, and then uh, someone's like, stop, stop, stop. And this woman uh, who had dressed for the gram was wearing these long billowy pants and her pants had gotten caught in the, the spokes oh of, the, of the, the bike and were pulling her leg into the, into the bike. Uh, oh my I, god! It was like truly nightmarish, you know, with the, with this like haunting carnival music playing and these crazy lights going and this woman shrieking. Luckily, I don't think she was very badly hurt. She didn't break her leg, but I think she twisted her ankle. Uh, and it was uh, just terrifying. We were we were oh uh, we were shook, guys. Um, wow! <laughs> and then and then the the. The tour, the French man, the guy who was leading the tour was like, eh, so we're going to finish the tour. Uh, best of luck. Goodbye. And he didn't even, <laughs> he didn't even help oh, her. He was like, he oh, was yeah. like, you can, um, they, in the office, there's a phone if you need to call a doctor. Uh, so he didn't, <laughs> it was crazy. So then we just continued on our tour. <laughs> Uh, oh my, oh my god. god! But so overall, that was a museum wild. that you would recommend. I would recommend it, but I'll tell you, don't go on that fucking bike bike ride. It's to, that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even tell us like be careful and tie your shoes. Like if my if my <laughs> shoes were untied, it would have happened to me too. Yeah. Wow, that's really funny. I read this book about French language and culture that I've plugged many times on the show uh, called the bonjour effect, but it, it explained that like, there's this real thing in French culture and the way that French people speak to each other, where it's like, no one ever wants to feel like it's their fault. And so they will do mm. anything they can linguistically to put it on you <laughs> or to put it on the other person. And so this feels like a very uh, yeah, zoomed is, in version of that. This is my kind of language. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, no yeah. personal responsibility for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go to the uh, go to the Carnival Art Museum for sure. It was a beautiful okay. museum. There's a lot of cool old stuff. Don't go on the the merry-go-round. Perfect. Um, what else did we do? Oh, we went. There's a museum of magic, the the Musée de la Magie, um, mm, which is amazing. which was also really cool. Um, it was like in sort of a basement. And it smelled like the 
carpets had gotten wet down there. Like it smelled like something was wrong. There was like some mildew or something going on down there. Um, but it was like all this old, old magic stuff. Uh, a lot, a lot of this stuff felt like, um, it was like a little bit of like a tourist trap. Uh, but then there was also all these really old automata. Do you know what automata are? They're like, Mm -hmm. um, they're like old, um, sort of like, like robots basically from the 1800s. Uh, they're like mechanical, mechanical robots basically that, that do little, uh, act out little scenes and things. Uh, so there was a bunch of those, which was just, it was so cool. Um, there was like a, there was like a, a delightful, uh, very chubby, bald French man who did a magic show and we had no idea what he was saying, but it seemed like he was doing a very good show. Um, and uh, yeah, so I definitely recommend the Magic Museum for sure. That's awesome. I feel like, especially in Paris, there's a real reverence for ephemera. Like if you're mm. really into one specific little thing, there's probably somewhere in Paris where someone has been collecting and is potentially selling that little thing in a vast volume. And you can yeah. go check it out and talk to them for a long time about oh. it. I don't know if every every I don't know if he went to this place. Well, what was that place we went to where we bought the things? Les Images du Marc. Yeah. So there's this guy who basically collects. This was we went in November this past year over like uh, Thanksgiving time because we found it was really cheap to go uh, then, and we went to this place and this guy just collects from everywhere from like the 1800s up until now, like. Um, paper ephemera paper ephemera so like ads and like packaging for like products and like all this stuff and it's all there are pieces that are very expensive but i'd say i'm not someone who will ever spend any real money on like souvenirs or whatever sure but i uh i just bought a couple of like really beautiful old like one is like an ad for uh like clothing fabric, but it's all hand painted and hand drawn. And it was like 20 euros, but he has all this, like this huge collection. And you can ask him about like, Oh, I want like a, like Disney, like postcards from the 1940s that like French people, when they first found out about like Disney characters and he has that and he has like this and that. And it's just like one old man in a very crowded shop. Hmm. That's so cool. That's what, yeah, what yeah. you said. Oh, made me also, think of there's, that. I feel like maybe you would love the store, Avery. It's called Dayroll. It's in the, I think, 16th arrondissement, but it's like, it's going to sound bad when I say it because it's like a taxidermy store, but uh, it's amazing. I so think it's the best taxidermy that. store. Yeah, yeah it's so crazy. I went, we went in August, and f- what we learned was that a lot of stuff in August is closed. Yes. Uh, things are things are just shut down. Um, there is a circus in Paris, and the circus was shut for all of August, I believe. Um, and there was a bunch of stuff that we really wanted to go to, um, but it was closed. So I recommend not going in August. <laughs> that that is the bummer of going to Paris in August. I made a similar mistake. Yeah. Once when I went with my mom. Yeah. It's a downer, but still a beautiful city and a beautiful time to be there. Beautiful um, city. Where, where did you stay in Paris? Do you remember? We stayed, um, I don't know. Um, let Hang on. Let me ask my wife. Hey, Aaron. Okay. Where Old did vamp. we stay? 
Where did we stay? Where do you think he stayed? Where do I think he stayed? I don't know, but I'm very interested in how he or his wife found all these places. Yeah, we'll ask him. Oh, the Marai? The Marai? Is that what you say? Marai? Is it the Marai? Marais? Yeah, that's a the, place. That's the fourth arrondissement. It's like oh, that's that's where we stayed. Yeah, that's oh, where cool. we that neighborhood is so beautiful. That neighborhood is awesome. Um, yeah, we re- we really liked it. Um, we we stayed in this in this little sort of I guess it was a hotel, but it was it was very skinny, uh, and they had breakfast uh, every morning for free, and I ate a lot of cheese. Wonderful. Beautiful. I love that it. That sounds so great. Did yeah. you yeah. have any particularly memorable food experiences while you were there? Um, I mean, f- food is always a little bit tricky. So we were there with me, my wife, my mom, my dad, my sister, and her boyfriend, who they got engaged while we were in Paris, which was a fun <gasps> thing. Whoa. Ooh, la la, indeed. Um, it was it was so fun. I don't think that he knew that he was going to propose when we went to Paris because he texted he texted my my wife while my sister was napping. He was like, "Hey, I need to I need to buy a ring today. What kind of ring do you think Risa would like?" And then they went out, they, he went out and bought a ring and then, and wow. then, and then proposed to her that night. Oh wow. my God. The city he was like inspired moved the city of love. I, so. wow. I love it. I think so. Although, oh, I mean, man. they had been talking a little bit about it, but so then they, <laughs> then they were, they were on the train. We were all like at the Eiffel tower and they were, uh, on the train, like cu- coming to us. And I think that, for some reason marriage came up and she started like asking him like what like what do you what do you think about it like what what are you what are your plans and he kind of like put like shoved it off and then she she pursued it more and she and she kept pursuing it and then and then he was like if you would just if you would just stop asking me you would have been proposed to at the eiffel tower and then she was like what And he was like, "My God, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna propose at the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> and then, oh. and that, and that was it. Which is, which sounds maybe kind of sad, but it is. I think it's kind of sweet. If you know, if you know him, yeah, I think it's sweet. kind of sweet. Yeah, um, that's lovely. Yeah. So, so now they're now they're getting engaged, and I mean now they're engaged, and we will go to, we will have their wedding if we're ever allowed to leave our homes." Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so so that all that all that was right. All that was to say it's like a little bit complicated because uh, I don't eat meat. My wife can't have gluten. Uh, My sister likes and her and her fiance mostly like to eat meat. Um, And so it's a little bit tricky. We went to what did we do? Oh, man, this was a very crazy night. We we. We're trying to find a restaurant. It was raining. We were looking all over the place. A lot of places were closed. Um, and then we were walking down the street and this guy comes up to us and he's like, hey, uh, you want dinner? And and we're, we're like, what, what's going on? He's like, you want dinner? Come down here. And uh, we follow the man down this like little alley and there's a tiny room in this like little brick walled room and there's like only three tables in this room and he uh he got us food 
I think wow. that he was I think he was a chef at a different restaurant that was closed at the time and they were trying to do some sort of like small concept like wine and cheese thing but we we just oh. followed this man and and uh into this tiny sort of a restaurant and then we ate food there. Wow. That sounds great. So we could have been what killed. We probably could have been killed, but <laughs> uh but we got food there. I feel like a lot of the best travel experiences are also simultaneously experiences where you could be murdered and no one would know. <laughs> yeah. Like we went to this amazing chateau that was sort of the inspiration for Versailles. And I remember I booked it online off like some sort of GeoCities looking website. And then we took a train and then a teenage boy picked us up in a dirty minivan to be like the quote unquote shuttle to take us there. And I was like, okay, <laughs> no one knows I'm in this minivan in the middle of <laughs> France. Like oh, who knows boy. what could An happen unlabeled now. Unlabeled van. Yeah. But honestly, I had a lovely time yeah, at that, that chateau. Was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Avery, what, uh, I guess, what else did you do when you were in Paris that excited you? That, that was interesting that had you been there before? Never been there. No, right. I've never been. Yeah. Um, so we, we, oh, we went to this other place, the, the, uh, Musée, Musée de Plan Relief. I don't, I don't, I don't know French guys. It, it looks like Musée des Plans Reliefs. It's like a military museum. Mm-hmm. And they have, yeah. uh, did you guys go to that? They have like all these uh, no. military miniatures of, of like, oh. it's, it's like insane. You go up to this room and it's this huge room. It's very, very dark, except for these spotlights that are on these miniatures of sort of like landscapes um, that, that are, that were, that they built for, uh, the military so that they could know how to do battles or so. I don't know what they built it for, but they were very cool. That is cool. Yeah. That yeah. Is cool. How did you find we, all these tiny, funny museums? Yeah. So we, we, one of the things is, um, do you guys ever look at Atlas Obscura? Do you know what that is? I know of it. I haven't used it a lot as a resource, but I've, I've heard of it. You got to you gotta do it. Every time I'm going anywhere, I look on Atlas Obscura and see what, what kind of stuff there is to find there. Uh, they have a mm. lot of cool, weird stuff. Um, so I, I basically, I mean, I, I went to most of, the, most of the things that they recommended in Paris we went to. Um, there was also this um, blog that my wife found, which is called wanderlustingk.com. Um, and she had all these walking tours of Paris and we did a bunch of those walking tours, which were really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We Um, did one or two. We did, uh, do you know, Rick Steves, the, uh, uh, the, uh, travel, the prolific travel writer. He, he has a series for Paris of walking tours and we did those too. And I, I love an audio walking tour. I'm such a fan of an audio walking tour. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, and then we, and then we, so we, we spent all this time in Paris and then we went out to San Catan, which is where the end of the, of the bike ride was or no, Ramboulet. I think Ramboulet is where it was. Um, and we, and we saw my dad finish this ride and he got this thing. Oh God, you guys, he, there's this there's this thing that that you can get this condition that long distance bicycle riders get, which is called Shermer's neck, and usually people only get it on this specific ride because it's such a long ride. And what it is is uh, 
because you are hunched over your handlebars for so many hours, your neck muscles start to give out. And so as he crossed over the, the finish line, he could not hold his head up. He like, he like crossed, he like was trying to tie, he tried to tie his head up with a a bike tire, uh, but it didn't, work particularly well uh he so he we're like they're cheering for him and he cannot look up at us he physically cannot see us uh and then he crossed the finish line and then uh immediately crashed his bike he was fine we we like caught him but he he like he was like so sleep deprived he crashed his bike uh he and then he was just like delirious he uh he was like, oh, by the way, this morning, I uh, because I couldn't lift up my head, I rode into a big planter and flipped my bike over it uh, and, and then just got up and kept riding. Wow. He was, okay, he was at the so, end of this race, he, was your dad like worth it? Like this was great? I would – loved it? I think he would do it again. I think he would try to do it again. My mom was like, you got to – you got to make sure he never does this again. It's like kind of <laughs> scary. He, we took him afterwards. He also he forgot to get his finishing like medal. He forgot. He was like so delirious that he crossed the finish line and then didn't go to like the checkpoint. So he, we almost forgot about that. We only went and got it as as we were leaving, uh, and then we went and took him to his hotel. Uh, where he was going to stay and we were going to go back to Paris and he would stay there for a day and then come meet us. Um, And he sat down and within 30 seconds, he was asleep sitting at the desk of the hotel. So we we had to like check him in. He was just like sitting, sitting at the desk, sleeping. Uh, Truly my dad is a, my dad is a crazy person. I'm very proud of him that he did this insane race, but he can't keep doing this stuff. Enough is enough, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. My dad used to do uh, that kind of stuff. He would do like half Ironman races and he did oh, this. Yeah. I remember he did this one race. Uh, so do you know Mount Washington uh, in the Northeast? It's the tallest peak in the Northeast. Sure, um, okay. People, A lot of people have stickers on the back of their car that say like this car drove to the top of Mount Washington because there's a road all the way to the top. Um, it's a very common Northeast thing. Uh, okay. if you're, if that's you're funny. Cause it's like, are you supposed to be like, good job car? Yeah. I think you're supposed <laughs> to be like, good job car. I can afford um, a very good car, <laughs> <laughs> but he did a race. I remember going when I was in maybe in middle school and he did a race where he ran from the bottom up to the top. And it's basically like a steep hill for wow. eight miles up. <laughs> and I remember watching him do that. And he, I don't know how old he was at the time, maybe in his mid forties. And he, I was just like, yeah, you got to stop doing this kind of stuff. Like your yeah. body's just going to break. Yeah. yeah. I've never understood the urge to do a race like that or like a tough mutter or like, I've just never felt it. I wonder what it feels like to want to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. I did a marathon. What the last, like, uh, when I was graduating from college, we found out that there was uh, the Cleveland Marathon. I went to I went to school with Ben in Ohio at Oberlin, and we found out mm-hmm. that the Cleveland Marathon was like two days before our our college graduation. And so we went and did the marathon. And uh, I I think I permanently messed up my legs. I like can't I no. my joints 
still hurt if I run more than like three or four miles. It's not good, oh, wow. guys. Yeah. It doesn't seem don't, good. He, I think the message, like the big takeaway from this podcast is like, don't go running. Don't go biking. <laughs> don't do anything like don't that. Yeah. Just sit down. Just relax, do man. Now. Just sit take down. a break. Sit down in another country. Yeah. Yeah, sit yeah. down, please. Dear God. <laughs> Um, Avery, do you have any parting thoughts about Paris or about your trip in general? Oh boy. Um, I mean, I, I think that Europe is very pretty. I know I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> my hot take is that Europe is very pretty. Oh guys, wait, I forgot one thing that I really have to recommend, oh, which is please. the, um, in the, in the Luxembourg gardens in, in mm-hmm. Paris, there is a, marionette theater or they call it a marionette theater but i think that they think that marionettes are different than we think marionettes for us are like puppets on strings but these are just like hand puppets and boy what a good time i had such a great it's just like me my wife my mom and then a bunch of little french children watching this uh, while watching this puppet show i don't understand what the fuck is going on in this puppet show but boy what a treat it was so fun. Anyone, oh, wow. anyone, I, I recommend it to anybody. It was a great time. We should have, we should have talked to him before we went. We were there. We were in Luxembourg we were Gardens. In the Luxembourg we were oh, really? There. Oh, but man. It was quite cold. Maybe, is it like an open air theater or is it indoor? No, it's indoors. Oh, okay. There's we like a little, a little now. cute theater. Wow. Ugh. Ugh. We did go to a very delightful sort of children's puppet show in England. We went to oh, like yeah. a puppet show version of that book. We're going on a bear hunt. And that was very well done. Oh, yeah. cool. I would say they had incredibly well-made puppets. Yeah. I should find out the name of yeah. that theater. It was great. I think Europe sort of has yeah. a tradition of that kind of thing, right? More, Maybe more yeah. than America. Well, they've been around longer. You know, they yeah, Europe had, has. Yeah, they've yeah. really had time to work on that puppet. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's like some like extremely long lineage of like the person who like did puppet shows for Louis the 16th and has passed yeah. down his puppetry skills for yeah. generations. Yeah. I'm sure they have a museum. We just got to look it up. Yeah. They got old stuff and a lot of it is very they got pretty old stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's very pretty. Um, Avery, this has been very wonderful as we uh, wrap this yes. up. Do you want to plug some things? I know one thing you're definitely going to plug. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean you can go to you can go to supersecretsecretclub.com and check out my kids show if you have a kid. If you don't have a kid, you I mean, I guess it's sort of fun, but we mostly it. mostly it's fun if you have a kid. Um I guess you can you can follow me on Twitter which is at Avery Monson uh, or Instagram at Avery Monson. Um that's all. I you can I I uh, I wrote a book called All My Friends Are Dead all, like ten years ago now. You can buy that if you want. Um, yeah. That will give me a cool like twenty five cents. Other book projects coming up, right? Oh yeah, I have some. I have some other books that are kind of come out in about a year, but that's not. It's almost not worth it to even talk about them. Um, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, people it, can follow you and, and stay. Just follow the me. Yeah. Um, yeah. guys, um, it, it truly was a, a delight to talk to you. I, I true, I really hope that I was coherent at all. Uh, oh, you yes. absolutely were. Okay, um, great. We have, we have one question because I okay. wasn't coherent enough, but we have one last question, which okay. we always ask our guests. And if I don't ask you, I, I'll scream, <laughs> but it, uh, uh, where, when this is all over, where do you want to go next? Oh boy. Well, 
uh, my wife and I have a poster. We bought a poster of all of the national parks and they, and they all have like little mm-hmm. check boxes next to them. And we bought that thinking that it was like a fun, cute thing because we do like going to national parks. And what we realized is unfortunately there's like 50 of these fucking things and we've only been yeah. to like six of them. So we just have to keep going to more and more of them. I really want to go to glacier. Yeah. I've heard the glacier is really nice. Um, yeah, I have not been to Yellowstone. That's another one that I really want to go to. But basically, all of the trips that we are going to go on from now on, we just have to go to national parks. Yeah. Well, otherwise, it's just staring you in the face when you go home that you have. I know. It's in a. It's <laughs> the sign is haunting me. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get rid um, of the sign. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Avery. This was lovely. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It was nice to talk to you. I I hope that you guys um, stay safe and stay sane in these crazy times. Yes, you too. too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.